Education was not simply another part of American society. It was the key that opened the golden door. In education, you learn how to learn. We must learn. Trust. We must trust students to learn if given a chance. To learn if given a chance. If the pursuit of learning is not defended. Welcome to the 180 Days Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things education, having to do with parents, students, teachers, policy, kind of whatever is happening in the news and what's relevant in the world today. To start us off is one of our hosts, Tim Pope. So I think my number one qualification for doing this is that I have five kids. I think everything else is sort of everything else is sort of secondary to that. <laughs> is, that is that a qualification? Qualification. You beat me there. Yeah, everything. Let's see. My youngest is now a fourth grader, and now oh my uh, God. I have my daughter returns from college First next year, week. Right? Yeah, I'm debating whether I'm happy about that or not. Don't tell her though. I don't know if she's going to listen to this. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, she did. I've been in education, what, 20 years now? I taught theology, Spanish, PE, law, psychology, and then last but not least, math. And then at some point in there, I was a principal for a couple of years on the Navajo reservation. At some point, we'll have to chat about that story. Yeah, definitely. And now the last 10 years, I've been doing publishing, including my favorite two years. I have more than two years. How long have we worked together? We have worked worked together, together, believe it or not, for 10 years, Mr. Pope. A long time. Exactly. And the fact that you have, what, a 22-year-old? She just turned 24 yesterday, my oldest, and then I have, yes, almost a 22. I don't have five, so there's that. So I spent a lot of time thinking about education, and uh, so I, I talked to talked to you, and I thought maybe this would be a good idea to, okay. to play around a little bit with it. So what about you? I sort of I like kept the cat out of the bag about at least one kid. Yeah, I have two, two kids, and my name is Karen Greenhouse, or Dr. Karen Greenhouse, if we want to actually yes. be pretentious. Yes. We do need to get that. T- I worked very hard for that, so I'm going to add that in there just for the heck of it. Um, and I've been in education, gosh, almost 28 years, really long time. Started when I was uh, 10. Uh, actually, no, I started when I was five. I went to school, right? Um, yeah, so right. I haven't had taught quite as much as a range of topics as you. I basically have focused on math and technology, but I've you know, taught in the middle school, taught in the high schools, was a supervisor for a couple of years, which is how I actually met you, remember, because our, our school district had adopted uh, the textbooks that you were working for at Key Curriculum at that time. I do recall. That was the beginning of our beautiful friendship. I went and worked with you then in publishing for a couple of years at Key Curriculum and then Grah Hill once they bought us, which that's a whole nother story we can get into later. They're not going to be a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe not. They're not excited about that. And so then I, I finished my doctorate finally and uh, have to, I've been kind of working on my own for the last two years, three years. It's going on three years now. So I'm kind of a, a gun for hire, education gun for hire. So I do a lot of different kind of work now, you know, training teachers still and working in technology, doing research, working for lots of different publishing companies and technology companies. So I'm having a lot of fun. So I was excited when Tim asked me to do this broadcast with him. So, Tim, my first question is kind of why did you want to do this? Because there's a lot of education podcasts out there. So, you know, how's how's our voice going to be different? So there's a lot going on at schools and in the media, there's just so much going on in the news that it's uh, not that I want to slam the media, but it's just there's too much. And so you get the top headlines um, and people don't understand, like, what does this mean for me? And so I thought it'd be great to have a podcast, A, with someone who is wonderfully entertaining and we can try not to be dry and dull. (laughs) We can Um, try. It's so hard for us, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I know it is. I struggle with it. Uh, But uh, 
I, I really, as everyone knows, you go to cocktail parties and whatever you do for a living, you become the resident expert on that thing. And so whenever anyone, like our, if you have a lawyer friend, everyone goes to them with your legal question, your doctor friend or your nurse friend, you go to them about what's uh, ailing you. And so as the uh, education friend, um, whenever things would come down in education, um, I'd be the one that would get asked, or why did my kids adopt this really weird math book, or why are the schools not spending money on art anymore? Um, I do get a little bit of math dork award because I am the guy who once trying to explain why math was taught the way it was actually pulled out a whiteboard marker at a cocktail party and wrote on my refrigerator. Oh, and you didn't send everyone running? That's <laughs> that's, that's a shocker. <laughs> I'm a good time. I'm just saying I can even do math at a party and people stay. It might have had something to do with the free cocktails. But I I mean, whether you're a teacher or a parent or just someone who's interested in what's going on with schools to to spend a little time every couple of weeks to look at various subjects and how that affects um, schools, how that's really going to affect learning. Is it a lot of bluster? Um, What are things you should worry about? What are things that maybe you shouldn't worry about? So that was that's that's the general idea to look at some look at some topics and make them friendly and approachable uh, so that uh, you can be more informed about what I consider, and I am totally biased, I consider one of the most important things facing our, um, our nation right now. I would agree with you. And I was excited. Tim asked me this, what, it was at uh, NCTM just a couple weeks ago. And uh, so we've been kind of planning this for a while. And I'm excited because just like you, I get asked a lot of questions from education. And like when I go visit my, I was just in California at my sister's and her kids are asking for help on math and they don't understand this. And, you know, what's wrong with this book and what's the common core? So I'm excited because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. So this is just another way to kind of give it different perspectives, I think. And so. Hopefully we'll have fun doing this. We'll see. It's, it's it's a new adventure for both of us. So I think we're going to actually, this is our first episode. So bear with us. We're, we're learning the ropes here and uh, hopefully going to have a good time. Why 180 days? The name that that was a question. I, I love it. And but I try to be creative and cute. Now, it, uh, there's 180 days in a school year, and I figure this is going to be a little mini school day. I mean, we've already been talking about format and structure and trying to make that work around 180 days. So we spend 180 days each year trying to learn so we can spend uh, 180 days. Now, ideally, this will go past 180 podcasts. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope that that happens. The plan is a schedule. We're going we're gonna to do this every couple of weeks. Um, or two twice a month, I guess is what we're what our goal is, and uh, and to get a website up so that folks know what the topics are going to be as they come yep, along. We're working on that now. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about it. I'm thrilled about it. I'm also thrilled that uh, Karen has adult children and adult children who have skills around the things you need to do to get a podcast together. That's so, right. We're uh, making this a, a family venture. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Everyone's excited. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled that they're thrilled. <laughs> we'll see. I think they're expecting money. I haven't told them the bad news yet. No. <laughs> so I think we were going to start this this podcast with uh, kind of an actual in the news right now education thing. And um, as we know, yesterday the House voted on the what are they calling it the AHCA, um, but that passed the House yesterday. You wouldn't think that had anything to do with education, but it does. And so you're the one who brought this up. So what is how is this impacting education, This, if it passes? Well, first, just because it's our first podcast, I mean, I'm, I am positive that at some point our politics are going to come out as we discuss education policy. Yeah, um, that's a definite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe yours more than mine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, um, I, so my number one goal is just what's happening. So one of the things, it's been all over the news. I'm sure if you follow the news that uh, the House has passed their version of the American Health Care Act is the official name. And I've heard all sorts of nicknames, Trump Care. I heard Wealth Care yesterday, someone's calling it. Uh, but what does that have to do with education? Well, one of the things that uh, is in included is special education. Traditionally, schools are Medicaid providers and they use Medicaid funding to pay for some of the needs for the students who have the most physical and uh, cognitive challenges in terms of paying for equipment, paying for therapists that are needed at the school, that that all comes from federal Medicaid funding. And with the HCEA as currently written, who knows what the right. Senate's gonna do to it, and then in conference, but as it's currently written, schools would no longer be eligible to be, be Medicaid um, providers, and they wouldn't. That would cut off yet another source of funding to schools that are scrambling for funding all over the place. So it's really it scares the bejeebers out of me. Special education is a phenomenally large part right. of school funding. I, I always crack up when I talk to folks about charter schools, and I mean I do believe charter schools have their place, but. Um, why do they? Why do we spend so much per student at public schools? Well, because public schools have Everyone. to serve every right. student, and uh, um, those students that are currently partially funded, their services partially funded by Medicaid, um, are uh, um, expensive. I mean, it, it costs money to take care of our, our students who have the most needs. And so, uh, if you're involved in politics and you know, or you're affected by special education, this would be the time to uh, get the word out about that. Um, I know my Monday, my congressman is doing a town hall at the high school wow. three blocks from my house. I, yeah, I, will, I, I know you there. will be there. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, you know, reading on this and people are wondering why is Medicaid supporting the students? It's part of that Individual Disabilities Education Act, the one that our current education leader did not know about the idea. And so they have to, it's a federal law that you have to provide services and stuff to these students with disabilities. And so I don't quite know if that law is not going to go away. So then if states aren't getting the funding from Medicare, it's going to have to come out of the state's budget, which, you know, it's going to cause so many repercussions down the line if these things go away. It's frightening. Well, exactly. I mean, so funding, so that funding cut there, it's, like you said, since it's the law that those services have to be provided, then, uh, they're just going to have the money's going to come from somewhere else in somewhere the school else, budget. Right. And we already know how strapped school budgets are these days. So every group of teachers I talk to, I have yet to go to a district. I'm sure at some point, maybe you have in your work, you travel a little more than I do now. There's some school district that's like they say, yeah, yeah, we're flush. No, <laughs> no, we're no, no, that that has never happened in my what 28 years of teaching. That has never happened. Um, flush is never the word that you would ever hear. It's usually, oh, we don't have enough money to buy a you know, a rulers for every student. I mean, silly things like that. So can you imagine this type of funding going away? Kind of scary. I'm sure at some point we'll do a whole episode on the other education policy issues in terms of school choice and how that really is going to affect schools and, and all that. Sort Absolutely. Of Unless we both end up going to the same, finding the same article like we did for this. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's the only article out there. I, I, I looked for a couple others. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's definitely the one that came up. I know we talked about keeping we are this one short. short. So this was kind of a, this is what's going to happen in the future kind of thing. A little trial run, a little introduction, and at least a taste of what we're uh, we're hoping to talk about. Um, 
So with that said, thank you very much for listening to our first, what did we do, 15, 15 minutes 15, or so? 15, 20 minutes, yeah. It's going to get cut down, but we'll see. <laughs> there you go, yeah. When, when do you have editing. to be folks get a hold of it? All right, leave my jokes in. That's oh, all I'm saying. Do we have to? Oh, no. Please. So with that, thank you very much for listening to our first of 180 Days, 180 Days podcast. Please remember, subscribe to us in iTunes. That helps us out. And five stars, right? It's five stars. Is that five cool? star, I, think, I think five stars. Totally. I think, I mean, just based on this 20 minutes, that this is easily a five star podcast. So reviews help. But uh, thank you very much. And we'll talk okay. to you in a couple weeks. Thanks. There will always be those who scoff at intellectuals, who cry out against research, who seek to limit our educational system. The educated citizen knows how much more there is to know. Knowledge is power, more so today than ever before.